What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Tell Janice Radio Show, where you will hear inspiring stories about life, love, and labor from amazing women to help lift you up. Now, here's your host, Janice. Thank you very much, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're listening, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. Before we get started, though, I wanted to remind you that if you know of a fabulous female that you would like me to give a shout-out with a few words of encouragement, acknowledgement, or congratulations, please let me know their names by clicking on the link at telljanice.com. My guest today is Roseanne Levy, who's going to be talking about her um, business, The Rort Group. She's the president out of the Village's um, Florida, and I hear that she just moved there, so I want to talk a little bit about that, too. Welcome, Roseanne. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you're here today. So you, what you do is you make magic for small and mid-sized businesses by empowering them and resolve the many problems they deal with on a daily basis, like cash flow, structure, marketing, etc. Can you tell a little bit more about that? Yes, um, I am truly an entrepreneur. Um, I, I really understand the nature of the beast, if you will. Um, my husband and I work together in the Roark Group, and uh, we work with small businesses and mid-sized businesses to really help them overcome the obstacles that they deal with on a daily basis. As you might be familiar, entrepreneurs love to shoot from the hip and um, in many cases and, and run their business out of their uh, checkbook, which is totally a no-no. So what we do is go in and uh, really um, discover the some of the issues. We have a conversation with them, find out what they're uh, dealing with, what their struggles are, and uh, from that point on, go in and show them how to uh, really work and make it better so that they can go forward and become more profitable and successful. That's terrific. Can you tell us a little bit how you started the work group? Well, we had an accounting uh, consulting, a very boutique firm in New York City for about 20 years. My husband is a CPA. I had two sons who worked with us, and I did all of the marketing. From that, we, uh, when we sold the business, we ended up getting into, believe it or not, uh, salsa dancing because we had a trip planned to Cuba. And lo and behold, as a result of that, we opened a Latin ballroom dance studio in Soho, New York, which was quite an experience. It was a lot of fun, very difficult business, but uh, dancing can't be beat. We then moved to Connecticut a few years later and looking for something to do after selling the dance studio that we decided to go back and doing what we loved the best, and that was consulting with small and mid-sized businesses and helping them, again, become more successful and uh, profitable. And the the Row Art Group was then born. (laughs) That's terrific. Did you and your husband start the dancing studio? Yes. Wow. That's how. How did that happen? How did you transition well, we had, from the business world? We had this trip planned to Cuba, and I uh, said to my husband, "If we're going to Cuba, we must learn how to salsa because that's the heart and soul of that country." At first, he resisted, but then said, "Okay, I'll give it a try." And I promised him that if he didn't like it or he didn't get it, we wouldn't have to continue. Of course, thank goodness he got it, he loved it, and we continued dancing. We went to Cuba, we danced throughout that fabulous island. It was I highly recommend a trip there. And we came back and continued dancing. We would dance at the Copacabana, the Latin Quarter, and all of the Latin clubs in New York, Sounds of Brazil. And we saw there were hundreds and hundreds of people out there dancing, something we had not known anything about. So one night coming home from the Copa, I turned to him and said, hey, let's open a dance studio. You're looking for something more to do. And uh, he looked at me, said, you're crazy. I said, you're right, I am, but let's open a <laughs> dance studio. So we did. We opened up Soho Dance, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, just a very difficult business on the business side, but um, then again, so are all businesses, to be honest with you. We ran it for two and a half years, ended up selling it and moving to Connecticut. And then, as I said, we opened up our consulting, went back to the consulting. 
which was uh, I love. I mean, it, it's really in my blood, and I, I just I think it's great. It's very gratifying when we mm-hmm. um, succeed in helping businesses really grow. All they have to do is listen. Sounds simple, and do they have to dance fun. too? I mean, do you do no, dance, like, no, but believe it or not, we've taught many of them how to dance. <laughs> we've taught them how to do the salsa. <laughs> And a few other things. Uh, um, so along with that, you know, I said, "Come on, let's let's learn a few basics." And uh, they laugh. <laughs> and, uh, we make it fun. Listen, you have to make life fun. Of course, of course. So, so maybe you I, know, I, I don't know part of the magic. <laughs> did you? Um, I'm back to the dancing thing. You mentioned the copa. Or did you? Did you dance at the copa in Cuba? Is that what you just said? No, no, we danced uh, at the Copacabana in New York. It since has closed. Oh, okay. Uh, a number of years ago, um, there's another club called the Latin Quarter. I don't know if that's still open. SOBs, which is Sounds of Brazil, it's still open. It's been there for many, many years. And really what was interesting about those clubs, they all gave dance lessons, complimentary dance lessons. And uh, hundreds and hundreds of people would just go. And, and that's really what one of the things that prompted us to open the studio. Wow. It's, it's really a, an amazing uh, – dancing to me is one of the best things people can do for their their physical and their emotional and just a total um, complement to themselves. It, right. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. You know, people say, well, I have two left feet. Well, we all have two left feet unless you're a pro. And to be honest with right. you, once you step out on the dance floor with those two left feet, you're smiling. Of course, you know what happens when you smile. You feel good. So Exactly. It's, it's, a, exactly. it's a great, great, uh, wonderful. In fact, I'm going dancing tonight. <laughs> well, it's it's good to hear that you're still, you know, you're still dancing and, and making yourself smile, too. Um, you have a reputation, Roseanne, for being a strong networker. What advice would you give younger people for networking? Uh, to get out there and network get out there and mm-hmm. meet people and build relationships to me that is the best way to not only um, build your person and who you are uh, to learn to become more worldly but also to grow your business uh, yes I understand social network is very social networking is very very important today uh, Facebook Twitter LinkedIn and the gamut but I, I am a true believer that just being out there at groups there are many many opportunities and groups out there for business people to get out there and start building relationships it is the best way to grow your business. You think about it, if you need um, a contract to say and you, you go, uh, you, there's no yellow pages. So you, oh, you can go right. on LinkedIn, you can do this and you can do that. And I understand because I'm on it all and, and I do build relationships that way. But really think about it. Where would you turn first? You turn to the people that you know. So if they're in a networking group, or at a chamber, those are the first people you're going to think of because you've met them, you've built a trust with them. Who are you going to call? You're going to call the people in your network, and it's the best way to do business. It's helping each other, helping each other grow, and it really works. I, I'm a testament to that. Exactly. So I recommend all remember- young people, yes, they're sitting at the computer and they're on the social media and they're doing their thing, and it's a wonderful thing. But I also say they have to include in their marketing plan, they must um, put in networking at various organizations. That, and, I, and I suggest they, they do it at um, uh, networking groups that reflect their industry, their target market. So if okay. you're, in a, you're a contractor, I would look for people who are in the home improvement business. I would look for real estate um, brokers, agents. Anyone, interior designers, anyone that would be possibility of referring networks, so they're reflecting your market because if you and target marketing is also very important. Right. I noticed you're a member of NABO. Can you tell us a little bit Correct. about that organization? I'm, yes. a, I'm a, a I'm a past 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 president of the New York oh. City chapter, and um, it was a great way to again when I moved to New York, I got involved and began networking and. We had uh, women business owners were a target for us, and we we built a very nice um, part of our practice through networking with the women, building my relationships with the women. To this day, and I'm going back many years, and I I was president Mm -hmm. at Novo. I still have many friends, and we still work together and help one another, again, grow and, um, you know, move forward. It's an ongoing process. It's it's not a one-shot deal, if you know what I mean. 
Well, definitely networking is going to help us. And if someone was starting with a uh, marketing with a limited budget, where would you suggest they spend most of their money? Well, networking is a big part of it, uh, again, because they'll meet the people there and they'll make contacts. And I think building relationships is the number one way to to build your business and uh, to really get your name out there. Again, it's about uh, targeting and to to really build those relationships with the people that are your market or that can refer you to your market. I would That would be my probably number one advice. Of course, social media, as I said, I think that getting out there and doing um, speaking, having speaking engagements, doing things like this, getting on your radio show or other radio shows, mm-hmm. um, writing articles for um, trade papers, industry trade associations, they're all looking for information, local papers, write articles, uh, hold content. I mean, there's, there are numerous ways that you can uh, run a marketing campaign without spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I actually have done a program as I've done quite often called High Impact Low Cost Promotion, and it's really about using um, your skills to go out there and really basically get let people get to know who you are and what you do. And that's the best right. way to brand yourself. So it doesn't have to cost you thousands of dollars with graphic designers and advertising and, and all of that because there's a lot of things that you can do on your own. Right, and it costs right. You a lot of money. You can also co-market with, um, with like-minded businesses. Right, that that's probably key in any any industry, right? Absolutely. And when you Absolutely. when you went from from your transition, what what um, industry were you targeting? Like when you started to get into social media? Well, the, our target was and still is the hospitality industry. We work with oh, many okay. chefs and restaurateurs and help them grow their restaurants, um, help them make major changes to go forward to understand that they are truly running a business and not just a food service establishment, but that it is a business and it has to be run like a business. So the hospitality industry is very big for us. And also family business. We had a not-for-profit organization we founded, and I ran it for over 12 years called the Family Business Council. And family businesses, aside from business problems, have family emotional problems that really can hold them back. So we've done a lot with um with and we still do with family owned businesses and help them really get on the road and overcome, you know, a lot of the emotional issues that unfortunately are in families. <laughs> so right. we help them uh straighten that out and, and really uh, to be honest with you, to get along. Right. How did you start in the hospitality industry? Hmm. Like what well, were you beginning with there? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What were your I beginnings you. in the hospitality? What were your beginnings in the hospitality industry? Well, through my networking, um, I had met a couple of people that um, we had started with. Um, but I had dinner one night at a restaurant called Union Square Cafe, which is probably known as the number one restaurant in uh, in the country. Uh, Danny Meyer is, is a huge restaurateur. He is the most wonderful man I think I have ever met. And he started a restaurant called Union Square Cafe in New York. And um, we had dinner there right after he opened. And I met I met Danny. One thing led to another. And I got back to the office. I sent him a letter and introducing ourselves and said how much we enjoyed his restaurant. He was looking for a new accountant and ended up calling us and uh, hiring us. And that was our entree. Danny Meyer mm-hmm. is a very, very extremely successful man, and he has done so much for New York and for restaurant tours all over the country. You so Google you found him. your He's niche. He's a fabulous man. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So this was your I'm niche bad, yes. was the hospitality. Yeah, yeah my niche, that's true. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We've worked with many, like many that. famous, well-known chefs. Many, many. Well, let's talk about um, business financial management. Do you have any tips for self-employed ladies about cash flow management? Well, I I have to defer on that because that's not my end of the business. That's not my expertise. Mine is more in the marketing. My husband, Mm -hmm. CPA, handles all of the financial management, so I, I really wouldn't want to give any wrong information to anyone. But certainly they could contact me, and I can put them in touch with my husband if anyone's interested in really learning how to um, 
you know, build their business with their, their cash flow and their financial management. I remember one time we did a program at FIT and it was on understanding how to read financial statements. And it was, it was quite interesting because most of the women didn't know how and didn't understand them. So my husband gave a class on it. Well, it sounds like the two of you are a good team. If he's if you're yeah, handling the marketing, good. yeah, that's true. How long have you been married? Are, we're pretty good. A long time, long time, over <laughs> fifty years. Oh, good for you. Yep. Yeah. Wow. We're there. But well, what would you know, we have, what kind of advice would you give to to women out there about you know being married fifty years and working alongside with your your spouse? Good communication and respect. You have to respect one another. You have to really, um, you have to believe in one another, respect them, have the trust, and understand you're not always right, you know. It right. works both ways. It takes two. It takes two people. It sure does. And uh, it, it really is, it, it, I mean, I think it's great. I've been working with my husband, as I said, since 1986, and I, I love it. I used to be in the travel industry, and I, I really enjoy working with him. We have totally separate identities, which is also very important when you work with your mate and you have your own area of expertise and, you know, he or she has hearts and it works. It works very, very well as long as you understand you have open, good communication telling you that's the most important thing. I have a a top 10 list of how to have and maintain good communication. It's very, very important in any, any relationship. I'm sorry. But let's talk about that. What's the top ten, at least the top three, if we have time for that? It would be terrific. Um, hmm. I'd have to go back and look at my list, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. But the top one is communication. That is number right. one, without a doubt. And respect. And don't cross boundaries. That's another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to cross boundaries. Uh, also, don't be the top, the tip of the triangle if, if there's a third party involved. The two people who are really having the, the conflict should resolve it together, not go to the third party and say, he did this or she did that. That's a, a, called a triangular situation. That's also something mm-hmm. that uh, you, don't, you don't cross that line. You know, right. people have to really resolve their issues with whom they're dealing with. But I'm telling you, right. I, I could say it over and over again, the number one thing, the number one, I, I really believe, to maintain good relationships in whatever you're doing is to make sure you communicate what you're feeling, what your issues are, and the other person has to listen. Listening is another. We've never been taught to listen. People must listen. And once you do, you know, you can hear the other person, what they're saying. There's a wonderful, we had a a big meeting once where we had a a business, we had a, a business meeting, we brought in a facilitator and we were all kind of saying, oh, I have to say this and I have to say that. And he brought in something called the talking stick. And it was amazing, and we couldn't talk unless whoever had that talking stick was the only person allowed to talk. That's a that's a great tip. We, I think a lo- even fam- families could use a talking stick. You know, families and absolutely. business situations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Without I use that. that in my own family. Mm-hmm. And it and works. That's are, right. It does. It does. And what tips or advice would you give someone because you've been through a lot in your 50 years of marriage? How did you balance things out when it got, you know, when the when it got tough and you stuck it out? What were some of the situations um, or advice that you could give all of us on how how to balance it out and stay that 50 years? Well, again, it goes back to that to communicating and make sure you're heard. It doesn't mean you're going to resolve it instantly, but it what you do is you understand where the other person or the individual and have an open mind, you know, have um, hear what the other person is saying, because sometimes you don't even realize what it is, what they mean by what they're saying. And it's, mm-hmm. well, I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, actually I'm just looking at my communication list and this would apply for what you're talking about. Um, one of them, of course, is trust, respect, and don't judge. Uh, we all tend to judge. If we have to just put our judgments away, that doesn't do anything for us. It, it is probably one of the worst things we can do. We see something and we see somebody looks like whatever, and all of a sudden, ooh, that person, whatever. But you can't because you don't know who who you're talking to. You don't know who they are. So just put all your judgments aside. 
I also believe in um, in in business situations you should hold regular weekly meetings away from the business. I think you should be very present and be focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because sometimes we're you know have people multitask. Oh, I'm going to do this and they're doing ten th- ten other things at one time. Mm-hmm. So if you're really present and focused, you're there in that moment. Also, check your anger out the door. Don't bring it in with you. Agree to disagree. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think really having the open mind, as I said, you know, to really be able to listen and hear what the other person is saying. It doesn't mean they're right or you're right. It's not about being right. It's about getting things done. It's about accomplishing your goals. And if you hear and you listen, first of all, sometimes you can put the two opinions or um, thoughts together and say, hey, you know what, that's a great idea. Let's do it that way. You know, we'll do your part or your suggestion uh, tomorrow, and maybe I'll do mine a week from now, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So it's really about listening, again, respecting, communicating, and um, also don't run away. Don't hide from the conflict. A lot of people don't want to make waves, and so they kind of it stays under their breath or in their heads and the anger builds. Um, Don't run away from conflict. Face it. Take it on. You don't have to attack. Don't attack. That's the worst thing anyone can do. But to just really hear what the other person is saying, unless unless you don't care, unless you really have no interest in having a relationship or, or befriending that person, then I would just not get involved and I'd move on. But if, if you really enjoy and have respect and trust and you want to continue a relationship, then these are the things you really should pay attention to. It's so important. No. Now, I love that top ten list, and I think in some situations you you do just need to make the decision and walk away. I mean, I think it takes years to develop that, you know, to oh, understand yeah. that it does. it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Now, do you it, have it children? It really does, and it's a learning process. Yes, I do. I have four children and nine grandchildren. Wow. So four if I were to children. ask you, <laughs> okay, well, that's, and, and nine grandchildren? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's terrific. And if I had to ask you one thing those children would say that you tried to instill in them, what was the fir- what would be the first thing that would come to mind as far as values and values? Yeah, good mm-hmm. values. I think that's I, – I like to think that all my children, my four children, are, each one of them is different, uh, are different. They're, they're, um, they're their own individual. They're their own person. And But I will say I believe truly that they all have the same values. And I think that's a, a great thing, you know, that they really have that. Um, and they're open-minded and uh, – I like to think that they have a little bit of both my husband and myself, and sometimes I observe that. And I think Mm -hmm. that they're all learning from their own um, growth and their own maturity. You know, it's funny. If somebody once asked me, when did you grow up? And I said, I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, we're constantly learning and growing and, you know, learning from our mistakes and then moving forward and saying, hmm, Okay, I did that. Now, next time I'm going to do it differently. But, oh, that was great. I'm going to continue, you know, depending on what the situation is. It's really, I I think life life is a journey. It's a journey of of really hills and valleys, as I like. I don't know if you knew uh, that I am an award-winning author. Did you know I wrote a book? I was going to ask you about that. Can Uh, you you talk about the book? Go ahead. I'm sorry? Go ahead. What what books did you I wrote my memoir. It's called It's Never Too Late to Dance. Oh, I love that. I did read that. Can you tell us more about that? It's um, it's my life's journey. It's an inspirational journey of my life. It's a life, or you can say life's journey to empowerment, success, and change. I'm a big believer in change because I think change brings on growth, and that's where we learn. You know, a lot of people remain stagnant and afraid to leave their comfort zone, and I I understand that, but that's not the way to really, I don't think, personally, to live your life. I think the way you really learn is to make change and seek out new adventures that offer you new opportunities. I'm a big believer in living life to the fullest and living your passions and your dreams. You know, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is 
our lives. And mm-hmm. why not do and live what we enjoy doing the most? Yes, and we learn from it. Sometimes it's the right decision and the right choice, and sometimes it's not. But we all have choices. And why not, you know, try it, you know, see what it's like, you know, taste it. It's good. And if it's not the right one, if it's not the right taste, move on to the next one. Right. You take risks and make make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then you pick yourself up and you move on and you learn. If you learn from your mistakes, that's like a home run because then you're moving on to the next thing and you'll learn how not what not to do for the next one. Right. And like if it's that's successful, then you're ahead of the game. Right, that's I just terrific moved to Florida advice. three weeks ago after never living out of the Northeast. And this is a major how, change, but it's very, very exciting. And how do you like it? So far, so good. You know, I, I wake up every morning to sunshine. What could be bad? <laughs> I'm meeting new people. And looking for new experiences and new opportunities. I'm looking into starting a new networking uh, club down here because I love doing that. I love connecting people. I love helping them to understand, to grow, and really live the life that they're choosing to live. Right. Not what are we waiting for? Right. You know. Well, so I got to live sounds now. Like a, a new beginning for you. That's that's terrific. Um, for yeah. our guests. How can our guests get in touch with you? Um, well, my my website for my business is www.theroart. That's R-O-A-R-T dot com. Oh, I'm sorry. My husband is just sitting here saying, hey, I forgot one word. It's uh, theroartgroup.com. can't believe I forgot that. Same for <laughs> a partnership. <laughs> uh, a true partnership. Um, and I can give my phone number, which is 917-744-3660. And I'm happy to speak with anyone. We do offer free consults. We do work virtually as well as um, face-to-face. We do FaceTime, Skype, uh, all the social media, email, text, and uh, as as, uh, along with, again, face-to-face meetings as well. So we're working with people across the country, so that really is very exciting as well. And um, yeah, it's it's really um, it's fun. It's fun. Makes life exciting. Well, thank you very much, Roseanne. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it immensely. Well, this has been very interesting and informative. Um, I've enjoyed it, our discussion. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well, and we appreciate the information and ideas. Thank you very much once again for being on the show. Thank you again. Ladies, I am so happy that you tuned in today and learned from our amazing, fantastic female guests, and I hope you recognize this is an opportunity to pass their knowledge onto your daughters and friends and share the wisdom of the ages. I'll talk to you again soon, and in the meantime, let's lift each other up, spread the love, and share an attitude of gratitude. Olive Crest is a local nonprofit organization dedicated to preventing child abuse, treating and educating at-risk children, and preserving the family one life at a time. For 40 years, Olive Crest has provided safe, loving homes to at-risk youth throughout Southern California, Nevada, and the Pacific Northwest. There are many ways you can help, including volunteering or becoming a foster parent. Go to www.olivecrest.org or call 1-800-550-CHILD to learn more. That's 1-800-550-CHILD. Call today. You've been listening to the Tal Janice Radio Show. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for the show, or if you would like to nominate a fabulous female for a shout-out by Janice on the live show, please visit www.talljanice.com. Please share this episode with your social network and help us lift women up. Join us next week for another episode of Tell Janice.